God right now. We thank you, Father, for the hearts of the people in the crowd right now. We thank you, Jesus, that their hearts are fixed on you, Lord, and their faces only see you, and they only know who you are, God. It's all in the oneness of you, Jesus. We are all one in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for that, Lord, you give us the hearts. I thank you, Jesus, that we all long after you, Father. I pray that they are blessed coming in and blessed going out in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing and you're moving in this church. Holy Spirit, we call down on you. We call down on you, Father, to move, to have a great movement today, Father. Let, the, let Lord, you come through and you introduce yourself in a greater and mightier way that we have never seen before. 
I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. See you.
thank you, God. We thank you, God. Right now, Lord, you just ask to really usher in the spirit, God. Thank you, Jesus. I can be real with you. Say anything and not be afraid. You made me and you like what you made. You made me and you don't make mistakes. I can be real with you.
It doesn't matter how you feel about him or what you've done in your past. It's always going to be beating for you. And it's just a matter of if you're going to listen to that heartbeat and answer it and build that relationship with God. Thank you, Jesus. That is unconditional love for you. And it's never going to stop. It's never going to go away. It's never going to turn his back on you. But his arms are always going to be open. Because he never fails and he never gives up. Popular song is, uh, they said that he'd leave the 99 to chase one. And that's true. Because it's unfailing, it's persistent, and it never gives up again. Feels like we said it a thousand times, but it's so true. It's that your love never fails and it will never give up. contradict each other the Holy Spirit does not contradict them to God is so gracious and so merciful to us so that the covenant he made with Abraham it's still with us because we are sons of Abraham and I thank you Jesus that you made us wonderfully in your image and I praise you, God. And I praise you, Jesus, for everything that you're doing, Lord. Start working miracles in people's lives, Father. Start moving in people's hearts, God. Lord, don't let their hearts get cold, but 
Don't let him turn a heart of stone, but have a heart of flesh, Jesus. Let it start becoming real to them. Let it start, let you start moving in their lives. Let you start touching them and speaking in their lives, Lord. Lord, you hear our prayers and you hear our calls to you. And you hear, it's a blessing that you even made us, that you thought of us on the cross. That you thought of us. That you know us. I thank you, Jesus, that you've never left us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Begin to pray in the tongues of the Spirit right now. Thank you, Jesus.
to make things come together. And I want to personally thank um, some of the adults that really made today possible. I want to thank Ryan. Y'all give it up for Ryan, who's awesome. Leading our musicians and just helping them get coordinated. I want to thank um, uh, Ms. Cassandra. And helping with the vocals and just leading the vocalists, uh, just really helping them grow in their gifting. I'm just so thankful for them. I want to thank Miss um, Amber in the back. Come on, y'all give her a hand. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, and I also want to thank all the parents that made this possible. If y'all don't know, we I think we've had about five practices, you know, so it's not just a one and done. They're committed. They have to show up. They have to practice. It's like three hours uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, and they could be doing so many things. You know, students, they always have an engagement, right? And it's, the students always have something they could be doing, even if it's playing Fortnite for three hours, right? Uh, can I get an amen, student? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, but seriously, they can always be doing something else, but instead they give of their time because they love the Lord and they want to do something with excellence, right? So I just want to thank all the parents. I want to thank everybody that was involved, you know, Brother Rick and, uh, and Brother... Uh, um, Will, you know, at the last minute, you know, they're scrambling, trying to help wherever they can. Uh, you guys are an amazing family, and we cannot do this by ourselves. I want to thank uh, Pastor Crystal as well. She's done so much planning in the background. Y'all give it up for Ms. my beautiful Mexican wife. That's for you, baby, you know. Um, but on, and then also finally, last but not least, I want to thank Pastor DJ. Y'all give it up for Pastor DJ. <laughs> it's not every day you meet a pastor who wants to replace himself, a pastor that loves to see students up there worshiping, giving the word, you know, doing the worship. It just absolutely, it's amazing. And it, start, it starts from the top down. And Pastor DJ is an amazing leader. And he's gives room and encourages this Wednesday. He gave me and Pastor Crystal the night off and it was amazing. And we got to go and, and do the little, um, uh, marriage group. And then he, he stepped up and he taught the, the students, you know, and I was like, Oh Lord, you know, me and Chris were, were nervous. We're like, Oh God, you know, is he going to make it? Oh my Lord, you know, but, uh, they, he did so awesome. And the students thought he was great. They want him back even more. My feelings are hurt. I just, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but it was so awesome. So pastor DJ, thank you. We love you. And we appreciate you. Y'all give him a hand. This is not all my vision. This is Kevin's vision, too, and uh, the rest of us. I mean, I'll tell you, what's really cool is we got a group of leaders from our worship team all the way to our children's ministry. So we'll worship student, children's pastors, everybody in between, that we all believe the same thing. We all believe that, that, that these kids are it. It's not about us anymore. Like, we're going to pour into them. We know it can change. We know they can change. We know they can change the world. And because of that, we have a great vision, which is equip. Our job, my job, no matter what anybody says, my job is to equip. That's it. I loved it. We went to a men's uh, gathering this past weekend. Um, we spent about three days uh, in northern Alabama, north or wherever it was, northwest. And um, it was phenomenal. It was, uh, but I was reminded in that meeting, uh, it was really cool to hear it come out of other pastors' mouths that, that we are, my sole job is to equip. That's it. 
If I don't make it to your house, if I don't make it to the hospital, if I don't make it to any of those other places, that does not matter. Right? That's not what I do. My job is to equip, to replace. Uh, your job is to take care of the family. And we do that really, 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 really well. So I was kind of a proud papa sitting up there. I'm like, we got this. Like, like it's awesome. Like, I don't have to, I mean, I get to literally uh, seek the Lord with all my heart and then pour into who, whomever he puts in front of me and equip people to do what he wants them to do in the kingdom. And that is so, so cool. Uh, and I can do that because you all are just phenomenal at what you do. Like, I don't even know what happens all in the background. I got people getting food everywhere and praying for people. We got cards going out all the time. We got, I'm like, I don't even know. I'm just surprised. People come up and they're like, man, thank you for all this. And I'm like, I don't even know what you guys are doing. This is a big family that takes care of a family. I mean, that's just how it works. And uh, it's so good. So I'm very thankful for um, our leadership here. I'm thankful for our elders and our, uh, the whole leadership of our church. It, we all have a phenomenal heart to see God do whatever he wants to do in this place. And since, since we all have the same heart for that, it's going to happen. And I'm excited because I see it moving. I see it, I see it happening in everything we do. So thank you. So thank you, Kevin. Thank you, teens. I love you guys. I don't know if I, could, I, don't know if I said that enough on Wednesday night. I really thought I did. Um, but I do love them so much. And uh, I just believe God has wonderful things for them. And all they have to do is continue to, to seek him with all their heart and surrender to that, man. He's just going to take them and it's going to be powerful. It's going to move. It's going to change the nations. So I believe that. Um, this didn't stop there. Like this is student Sunday for a reason because this, everybody, man, they're serving in the back. Robert's back there in the sound booth. Come on, Robert. We love you, man. We got people all over the place. Um, we got people on cameras. We got people everywhere. Um, they do more than just worship. I mean, I mean, I, if I could stop it there, I'd be like, cool. Like our, our teens worship. That's awesome. But they do way more than that. Like this is, this is their family. They take ownership of this place. They do a lot. And, and I truly appreciate that. They're in here. We have kids in here uh, on Thursdays uh, fixing things, just volunteering their time to move stuff and fix things and change things because they believe in the fact that that they own this place and they know what their inheritance is going to be, right? They just understand. They're just like, hey, man, we're pouring into what, what, what's going to be blessed to us and through us and in us. And, and they just want to be part of that. So I love them. Um, I do want to hit some information, though, before I turn it over uh, to the students again. So uh, real quick, if you're new here, fill out a Connect card. Let us know you came. If you fill one of those out, we can reach out to you, pray for you, love on you a little bit. That's why we want if, if you don't, then I can't reach out to you. We can't do any of those things. So please fill one out digitally. You can get one out on the connection point out in the foyer. That's good. If you want more information about us, you can download our app. We have, all, uh, we have an app you can download. You can go online and look us up and read all about us and who we are. Um, but man, get inquisitive, ask questions, talk to people. Um, you know, we, we just want to be here for you. Uh, we're just one big family. Uh, I do want to talk about uh, kingdom classes. Next week is uh, next week is meet the family. So this is going to be really awesome. So what we do uh, every every Sunday at nine o'clock we have king, kingdom classes in the annex, which is on that side of the building. Uh, and what we do is we kind of get together and do things. We have all kinds of different classes we're teaching. You can see it up there. We have dream labs and spirit and truth worship and stuff that we just want to teach on and, and share. We had a couple that went to Israel and they want to share about their trip to Israel. So those are all the dates. But next week is meet the family. So if you have not met the elders and the trustees and the staff and you want to know about our vision and what God's doing in us and through us and ask questions or just meet them. That's all we're going to do. We're going to get over there and just sit in a circle and talk and introduce each other and hopefully answer any questions you have. 
and just do life together. So that's what we like to do. We like to be transparent and all that. And that's an opportunity to do that and get to put names and faces to, to, to whatever you're looking for. And hopefully it gets you some answers. So go ahead and do that. Uh, we did have a, um, I'm going to jump around a bit and then Amber's going to take control and, and guide me. Like I've been gone. It's been it's been a long week. Like I've been in a million different places. I feel all week speaking to a million different people, and uh, and now I'm back. I'm trying to get my head wrapped around it. So we have a we did have a reschedule. So this weekend, if you didn't know, we were doing praise in the park. It was supposed to be Saturday down in Millbrook. We were joining in with I think it was like seven churches, and we were supposed to do praise in the park, but because of the weather, we had to cancel that. But we just postponed it. So May 13th. May 13th, we're doing Praise in the Park. So we'll get an updated slide. We'll get all that out there. Uh, we'll get that information back out. Put that on your calendar. Man, we're going to go down into Millbrook, take over the Village Green, worship, multiple churches coming together, which is what I love. You know that. This is kingdom family. This is how we do it. And we're just going to come together, worship, and pray for people. And then we're going to serve them food and just love on people. So and that'll be from, the, the event's going to be from four to six, but, you know, they'll be obviously set up and tear down. But please put that down there. We're going to team up with a bunch of people. Don't miss that. Also, um, I got a, I, I get random texts. So this morning I got a text from Brother Gill over to Courts of Praise. He's absolutely awesome. Uh, him and Ryan and everybody's been teaming up about teaching our kids how to play instruments. They've been learning keyboard over there. This Thursday he's starting guitar lessons. So this he just wanted to let me know that. I don't have a slide for it, but he said about 6.30, uh, May 4th, he's going to start guitar lessons over there. Um, so if you want to take your kids over, drop them off. It's free. You just, we're just trying, we're trying to equip. So kids are interested in instruments. Let's teach them instruments. I think Devin, you're part of that too, aren't you? Yeah, come on, man. I love you, Devin. You guys are awesome. Beautiful wife, beautiful baby. Come on. Man, I love babies, y'all. I want to go grab them. Man, so, so glad to have you guys here and enjoying stuff. But, but anyway, he's doing that over there. Um, we also have senior appreciation coming up on May 21st. So graduating seniors, this is going to be good, y'all. There's probably not a slide for that yet. Um, but remember this, we need to get, if you have a, uh, a high school senior that's going to be graduating, we want to honor them, right? We want to honor them. We want to bless them. We want to pray for them. Uh, we will ask you to send uh, Jules, uh, we're going to get her email up there, a picture so we can get pictures uploaded, huh? Oh, you didn't say anything? I thought somebody said something. Was that you, Phyllis? Yeah. Okay, you're talking to me. I love it. Miss <laughs> Rhonda's out of town. We love you, Miss Rhonda. Miss Phyllis is filling in for Miss Rhonda. So I got people talking to me all the time so I don't forget stuff. This is awesome. I just don't know where it's coming from. But yes, yeah, so we're going to get that updated. And uh, so we want to honor your students. So please, it doesn't mean that if, even if they're not part of the student, student I don't care about any of that stuff. If you have a child that's graduating, we want to bless them and honor them and send them off the right way, okay? And uh, so please let us know. We'll have more information about that. All right, take over, Amber. Tell me what I got to talk about. Worship and production meetings right here. Come on. So for all worship and production team members, anybody interested in joining the team, May 7th. So that's next Sunday after church. Food is provided. There you go. You just got a big team. Food is provided. So come get some food. If you're interested in that stuff, show up. We also have the art of hearing God. Uh, with Pastor Kevin. This is going to be, this is awesome. So he's talking about hearing God and he's talking, it's really prophetic. It's a prophetic um, teaching and it's going to be on Wednesdays at 6 p.m., which is the time our student ministry is, which is absolutely awesome because Kevin went to the students and said, I want to teach you this stuff. Can I open it up to the rest of the church family and have anybody show up that wants to get it? And they were like, absolutely. They go, we just don't want to be the smartest people in the church. 
They're like, please tell somebody else how to do this stuff. Like, we got this. So Kevin's going to be teaching that um, on those Wednesdays. She'll want to come on out. Just come on out. We do everything in the sanctuary. He's going to be teaching. If you're interested in that, please get out here and be part of that. Anything else, Amber? Oh, yeah. Come on. We had a good time this weekend. Not just the guys. Look at these ladies. Come on. They had, they had the women's uh, tea gathering uh, over to Miss Karen's. And uh, Jim Paul was over there, too, doing all kinds of work. We appreciate Jim Paul because these ladies loved it. Kudos. Kudos, brother. Kudos. But look at this. They had a good time. Uh, if you missed it, ladies, come on. They, they, they had a really good time over there. Just uh, um, I hear there were some games and some competition and some fun. Uh, and they really got to hang out and have tea. And what a blessing. What an awesome. They're gonna, they said you guys are going to do this, Jules. Once a quarter, they're going to get all the ladies together so they can fellowship, have fun, play games, hang out. So, Jim Paul, get scrubbing that porch, brother. We're going to need that porch clean once a quarter. <laughs> Come on. And uh, like I said before, we had a, uh, it was a busy week, and we did spend a lot of time elsewhere. We had a men's, our men's conference. We took, uh, uh, we went out for three days with men, and we had eight different churches from five different states that we came together and poured into men. And man, it was powerful. It was powerful. Lives were changed. Men were healed. I mean, mm, I, wish I, could, I wish I could express it even more. I have people, Chuck, you want to say anything about it? <laughs> Just keep breathing, brother. We saw generational, generations coming together, huh, Chuck? Yes. Yeah, generations coming together. Nothing like fathers and sons worshiping together. Come on, man. I'm telling you, it's just brothers coming together. We met guys from other churches. There's a whole other church group there that we got to intermingle with a bit. Um, just powerful stuff. So you need to know your men are growing. Your men are getting stronger. Your men are stepping up to the plate. Okay, and we're called to a higher standard and we're going to meet it. Right? And we're going to love on each other as we get through it. Uh, but it was powerful. We're going to be doing that again. Um... Probably it might have to wait a year right now because of that, but uh, the goal is to have it twice a year, just a, a little advance. We don't call them retreats. I call everything in advance, like we're not backing up on anything. We're going to advance the kingdom, and we're going to do that with a bunch of men that want to get better. They just want to get stronger, and they want people around them that will support them through that and guide them through that. And then we just form an army that goes out, and we just take control, take the land back. It's so important in this world. So we had that, which was awesome. And uh, on and on and on. So I don't have any more announcements. I'm just really excited about this. Um, we have a special young man coming up. Uh, special family, but really he's a special young man whom I've watched grow up now for quite a bit. And uh, I'm excited because he writes like me and I can't read his handwriting. So this is good. This means it's going to be good. It's going to be all prophetic right here. I can see it flowing out of you. Uh, but this is a young man who just many sets his heart right, sets his gaze on the king. That sets his gaze on Jesus, and he just seeks him, man, and he's, he just pours in, and it's all over him. So everywhere he goes, it's all over him. You're going to change the world, man. So it starts today. So come on up here. I want to give him up. Give it up for Weston, Purdue. Come on. Love you, man. I'm right there if you need me. You got this. Weston, and I am the oldest of six children, and my parents are over there, my grandma and my other grandma and my grandpa, <laughs> and my little brother, 
And uh, thank you, Pastor DJ and Pastor Kevin, for this honor. And thank you for your ears that I get to tell y'all stuff and talk to y'all. And um, thank you for your patience. Yes. <laughs> so when I was studying to figure out what I want to talk about, I just started in Matthew, and I looked through the verses and the different books and everything, and I stopped on chapter 4, which that's where he, the devil tempts Jesus. And so I'm just going to read through a little bit and just tell you what it means to me. And if y'all don't know, this book is my favorite book. It's the only book that you should read. You don't have to read any other books. <laughs> so it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And out of that verse, I just got... He's saying, if you are the Son of God, he's going after Jesus' identity. Because I know most people, they're like, oh, you, whatever, you do this because you're this, you know? Like, if you're really a child of God, do this. And people will be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it just to show you up, you know? But Jesus is like, no, I don't, need, I don't need you to tell me who I am. I know who I am. And he said, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And... He's just going right at him. I just really like that. <laughs> and so my dad, for the past few years, he's told us, he said, he'd like us to read our Bible before we eat breakfast every morning. So he likes us to get in our words. So, you know, sometimes it gets a little hectic or busy at our house with all the little people running around. So whenever we're stressed or something, we know what decision to make the right decision. And we don't, you know, get pulled into that stuff. And so I'm going to read on. It says, Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. He said, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And so that one, he's saying, you can do this. God's going to, he's going to protect you. He's going to save you. He's telling them, you know, to, let's see, what's the word? Abuse. He's telling them to abuse his grace. It's okay if you abuse his grace because God's going to forgive you. And even though he f will forgive you again and again and again, you still don't need to do that because that's, that's the wrong, you're treating his grace wrong. And, and also he's testing him and in verse 4 and 7 so if you're filling yourself up with God's words then you're not going to need to test him because you're going to know that he's real and he's true God and uh, let's see yeah and so Jesus answered it is also written do not put the Lord your God to the test so he's telling, there's no need to test him, you know. He knows who God is. I don't need to test him. I know who I am too, you know. And then it says, Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give to you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. So right here he's not telling him, if you are the son of God, he stopped that. He knows that Jesus is strong in his identity. He knows who he is. 
And the reason that the devil got kicked out of heaven is because he wanted to be worshipped as God. So he's trying to get Jesus. He's like, worship me. Because the devil knows that there's true power in worship and faith-filled worship. So, and God's like, that's not the right reason, you know. And then the devil also in that is trying to give him false freedom. He's like, if you do this, I'll do this for you. But, you know, the devil's not actually going to give you everything that you want. The only thing that, the only place that you can get whatever you want in God. And so when I, when it says all the splendor, he showed them all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. I thought, what would splendor be? It could be riches, power, fame, glory. And I mean, even food. I was hungry at that point. But I mean, back then they feasted and they feasted. And splinter could also be everything that your flesh desires, which we don't need to be feeding our flesh. We need to be feeding our spirit and what our spirit wants. And after that, Jesus said, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And so right here, he's trying to give him authority, right? He's getting Jesus. He's like, give me your authority by worshiping him. And Jesus, like, he shows him his authority. He's like, get out of here. He's like, I don't need you. And it says, then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. And I really like that, the verse 11, because if we stand, we stand true to God and what he's telling us, then there's really, you know, no need to fall into temptation because we know who God is and and then the angels, God's going to take care of you. He came, He sent his angels to come and attend to you. And then I wrote some other verses down to kind of pack that, back it up. And so my verse first is James 1.12. And when I went over this, it seemed much longer than it actually is. So, so I thank you for talking a little bit longer, so... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and so it says, let's see, where is it? Then after desire, wait, that's not the right one. Sorry, I'm sorry. Let's see, 12, not 15. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love. And after reading that, I was, I just wondered, I said, what does persevere truly mean, you know? Because and it said it means to continue in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty or with little or no prospect of success. So what that meant to me is if it seems like you're not going to succeed and it's you're just going to succumb to it and there's no way you can get over it. Just keep fighting. Just keep going, because God is going to be right there with you and he's going to help you succeed in what you're trying to do. And where it says he'll give you the crown of life. I mean, look at Job. Job got tempted. He got taken everything from him, his family, his fame, his riches, even his health. And yet he stood true, and God multiplied everything that he originally had. And so whenever I'm, you know, going through time like that, I just think about Job. Because Job stood true, so can we. And then my other verse to back it up, it's Hebrews 4.15. 
And it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every single way, just as we have, yet was without sin. So I know, like, I used to think, oh, Jesus only got tempted three ways, right? And no way that the devil's going to tell me to jump off my house or something like that, you know? And then I read this, and I was like, wow, he really got tempted in every way. So if I'm going through something, I can talk to him, and he knows exactly what I'm going through. So, And uh, let's see. So the high priest is talking about Jesus. And I could, I'm just going to read the whole thing about that. So this is Hebrews 4:14. 4, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Every high priest is selected from among men is an appointed to represent them in matters related to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. And our, our high priest was the true sacrifice. So that's why we don't need to sacrifice anymore because he was the sacrifice forever and ever. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray since he himself is subject to weakness. This is why he has to offer sacrifices for his own sins as well as for the sins of the people. No one takes this honor upon himself. He must be called by God just as Aaron was. So Christ also did not take upon himself the glory of becoming a high priest. But God said to him, You are my son. Today I have become your father. And he says in another place, You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered, and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, and was designed by God to be a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. So right there, you know how... There's the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all one, but yet they're all different. And that kind of shows me they're all different because if they're the same, then why would Jesus need to pray to God, you know? And uh, I don't know. I just like thinking about this stuff. You know, it's good. If I get bored, I'll just pick up my Bible and read it. And so Jesus, since he's our high priest, the high priest back then had to offer sacrifice for himself because even though he was called by God, people that are called by God still sin. Yet Jesus didn't, so he didn't have to offer sacrifices for himself. He was a sacrifice. And going back to where the devil tempted Jesus, the devil knows that he's got a little short time on earth, so he's going to try to drag as many people down with him. He already knows that he's already beaten and defeated, so he's going to pull everybody down with him he can. That's why we're called to lift people up, you know. Because then when we lift other people up, it lifts us up higher too. And that's really all I have to say. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm meant to call you. I'm meant to call you. But... I don't know. <laughs> sure. 
Come on, stuff, man. Come on, give it up for him. Stuff. Come on. Look, y'all. There's some of y'all you won't even get up at, at the house and talk to your neighbor. I could ask a lot of you to get up here and share a word, and you'd be like, nope, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need any of that. It takes a lot to get up here. It takes a lot to study and be prepared. Um, so I thank you for your courage. I thank you for listening to the Lord and moving forward with what he wants you to do. I love what he was saying. He's talking about when Jesus is being tempted. And he said it, and he kind of ran over it, but the goal was this, that you understand that everything that Jesus fought the devil with was the word of God. Right? And he said it over and over again. I read this. I love this. This is my favorite book. So that there's a lesson in that. If the tempter's coming and he's coming at you, how do you fight him away? By the word of God. If you don't have the word of God, it's kind of hard to fight him away. So get in this thing, understand what it says. So when he comes at you, you can go, hang on, what the, I, I know what the truth says. It says this. So get away. Like you don't have a right. It's so, so good. You can just play whatever you want, man. I, I knew you were going to do that. You're good. No, it's just natural. You're 50-50. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, man, I love him. He's awesome. You're not even there. Don't worry. I'm not even looking at you. But this is good. This is good. This is good. What a phenomenal word. And uh, I thank him for his heart. I thank him for his heart and what he's doing. You know, I really think we get a, he was getting into something that really stirred in my heart and I thought he was going to go there. It was really good. Um, you know, I think we're at the, a stage where a lot of people go, um, there's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of worry out there. I hear a lot of people when I talk to young kids, it's, uh, I hear a lot of stuff about judgment and, um, you know, I think someone came to me today and was sharing about a grandson that wants, wants to, uh, you know, get baptized and was asking about, you know, all those things. And their kids are inquisitive and they're, and they're concerned about things and, and they're worried about, like, what, what's this going to look like? And when this all plays out, like, 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 how's this work? How's it look? And what if I do something wrong? And what, what you know, what, what if I can't tiptoe the line? And, what, and all these things that these kids worry about because they're like, I just want to do good. I just want to be right. I just want to be prepared. And, you know, and if you go back to, if you go back to when they made sacrifices in the Old Testament, and I've shared this before, I think, you go back to when they made sacrifices in the Old Testament, um, they would have to show up and, and make a sacrifice for all their sins. And they would carry with them a lamb, right? It was, it was the most cleanest, purest lamb that they would bring with them and they would sacrifice that. They'd give it to the priest and they'd sacrifice it for his sins. And when the priest would, when they would come to that, the priest would take the lamb and he would examine the lamb to make sure the lamb was pure and the lamb was whole and the lamb was beautiful. He didn't look at the people. He didn't look at their sins. He didn't look at any of that stuff. He says, I'm looking at the lamb. So when people come to me about this and I go, you know what it's going to be like? When he comes and you, and, you, and you see him face to face and there, there's, a, there's a judgment. 
You're good. You know what that's going to look like? This is what I pictured. Is he going to be looking at you, judging you as a person? Or is he going to be looking at the lamb? Is he going to look at the sacrifice? And I said, look, you just got to understand. Quit being fearful and scared of something when the lamb is so perfect and so beautiful. He didn't look at the lamb back then. Why would he? He didn't look at the people back then. He looked at the lamb. So why would he look at you and not the lamb? Jesus was the lamb. He was the sacrifice. So you have nothing to worry about when you come in front of him. Nothing to worry about. He loves you that much. The, the love of God is that deep that he loves you that much. So don't worry about that day. Don't worry about that judgment. Because when you, when you love him, he is in you and you are in him. And he is love and his love's in you. Man, don't worry about that stuff. Don't be fearful about that stuff. Because when his love fills you up, you don't have to worry about all those little, like, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. You're just so full of God. And he's so full inside of you that you just don't do things. It's good. This is good. And that just jumped on me when he started going there. I thought he started talking about that lamb. I was like, come on, man. Let's talk about the lamb and what he did. So hopefully that can ease your mind a little bit if you're worried about judgment and punishment. Man, I brought that up last week, I think. Uh, we talked about that, that the love of God is, you know, the perfect love. He is perfect love, and that casts out all fear. And if you still have fear, the Bible says that, that if you're still fearful, then you're, you're afraid of punishment. And you can't still be fearful if you truly are loved, understand how loved you are by God. So just be loved by God, and that perfect love will cast out all fear in you, and then we can live a whole and wonderful life while we're here. Man, we can see his kingdom come. And we can go love on some people, right? And change this world. So I'm not going to dig any more deeper into that. I just think this is an awesome word today, and I'm not going to take anything away from that. Um, so I want you to, to study that. Get in that word. Well, and this young man studied hard for this, and he came up here and he shared a word, and that's for you. you get in there, study it. See what he tells you when you read that, when you go back and review it. And it'll be good. So thank you, Weston. Where'd he go? He disappeared? He went to the bathroom. They called him out. He went to the bathroom. <laughs> He's like, whoa. <laughs> it's so good, guys. It's, just stand to your feet. I'd ask us to have worship, but you know, our, our keyboard player could figure it out. Things not working. Are you good? Can you play me something? Can you, can you play me something? There it is. There it is. Come on. <laughs> there you go. That's all. That's all he's got. That's, that's okay. That's okay. That's good. That's good. Man. I'll wait for you. It's I love you, man. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> Look, guys, this is awesome. So uh, I love you all, and I appreciate each and every person in here. And I love you enough to tell you how much God loves you. And if you're struggling with that this morning, if you don't think uh, that he could love you the way I'm telling you he can love you, I'm just going to ask you to trust, believe today.
I can't say a prayer for you. I can't say anything like that that's, that's, that's gonna do anything for you. That This is up to you. This is for you to actually truly believe that, that, that God loves you that much, that he gave his only son to die for you, to save you. And all you gotta do is believe it. The Bible says if you believe it, those that believe that and are thankful for that, you're gonna spend eternity with them. That's it. You just got to believe it in your heart. So we're going to have some prayer partners um, over by the cross this morning. We have crosses on both sides. So, um, and if you need prayer this morning, then we want to pray for you. If you need prayer this morning, we want to wrap our arms around you and pray for you. So don't leave out of here without getting prayer. And if you really, really want to surrender your heart to Jesus and just accept him, be born again, then then it, don't wait another day. It's not worth it. He is so good and he wants to bless you, fill you up and show you a whole new kind of life. And if that's you and you want to do that, look, I'll be up here. I'm going to stand up here and if you want to come talk to me about that, I'll be here. I'll, I'll talk with you about it. Or you can go talk to a prayer partner. But I just want you to be blessed this morning. Just want you to be blessed this morning. Understand how much he loves you. So, Father, we, we love you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your love. I thank you, Lord, that we can wake up every day to your smile and your love. I thank you that when we're in our deepest, darkest places, you're with us, Father. I thank you when we're hurting and beat down that you're with us, Father. I thank you that I can't outrun you, Lord, that you're always running next to me. So, Father, touch the hearts in this room. Touch them. Father, I pray you, you, you prick them in a way, Lord, that just gets them so fired up about knowing more about you that it's uncontrollable and you can't stop it. Father, I pray you touch these students today. Continue to work in and through these students. Man, visions and dreams. Speak to them words. Give them wisdom and knowledge, Lord on what is right and what is true. Mm, guide them and lead them, Lord. Continue to push them out in the places that make them uncomfortable so that they can learn and grow to be loved by you even more. And if you're struggling this morning, if you're dealing with something this morning, understand this, that he is closer to you than anybody right now because he draws close to those that are struggling. He draws close to you. So you're not that far away. He just wants you to love him back this morning. So Father, just, we love you back. We love you too. And we thank you for everything you're doing in this house and these families, Father. We just, we just man, we just declare restoration in families. We, we, we declare just, Father, complete revival in families right now, Lord. Come on, lead our families into a, a state of just where it just breaks out in their home, Lord. Hmm. Let it infiltrate their kids and then that'll, they'll get so saturated, Lord, as, as they go to school and as they go to go play sports and whatever it is, Lord, it just flows off them on other people. We declare that right now in Jesus' name. Father, we love you. And we thank you that we can gather like this as a family and worship you and celebrate you Ah, and we get to watch the next generation do that. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. We love you, Lord. 
And we just lift you up today. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. You guys be blessed. I love you all. We'll see you again next week. If you need prayer, don't forget, we have prayer. Now you play.